0: Ready, set, hunt. and we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. It's Travis Cura and Brazilian Ty. Well, Ty, today we were going to continue our break, release an episode with <laughs> with minority of the minority owner of the Montreal Alouettes, Gary Stern, but earlier this week, Pooh hit the fan, so figured. Probably smart to end this break and do a up-to-date show, even though you're a little bit under the weather. So thanks for being a uh, trooper, buddy.
1: When am I over the weather? That's In a very
0: good point. <laughs> like, <Really? laughs>
1: me at 70% is basically my 100%.
0: We're only a couple of weeks into this new YouTube thing, or at least putting an effort into YouTube, and I took a look at the analytics today. Ty, you will be happy to know that our viewership is 100% female and 100% between the age 25 and 34. So,
1: sound like a lot of Linnae Kakuas out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's got to be the mustache.
1: Yeah, it's gotta be. I've I've gotten some I don't know if you'd call them compliments, but uh some comments, I guess. But I've never heard any complaints before.
0: Well I'll 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 comment that I'll I'll compliment that bad boy. Well, it's long, not going buddy. anywhere. Like, Are you gonna laddie it?
1: I should. Um the only issue is with me having a runny nose and like blowing it all the time. Like it gets kinda of bristly and it gets a little irritated, but other than that, it's been it's been unreal. Eating sucks.
0: Yeah, like I got yeah.
1: I got to relearn how to eat.
0: <laughs> yeah, you adapt to it, and then mm-hmm. you trim it, and then it's a whole new world. I'm I didn't think it. that was going to happen
1: today. <clears throat> that, you got a way better singing voice than I do right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Two and 1 is
1: probably a better gallbladder too.
0: <laughs> it's brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Alberta Blue Cross understands that running a small business is tough, and they understand that business owners in Alberta are busy. So let Alberta Blue Cross give you peace of mind with a group benefit plan. They offer health, dental, life, and disability coverage for your employees. Something that Ty and myself could use. Alberta Blue Cross Group benefit plans are easy to manage anywhere, anytime, and on any device, making it easy for you and your employees to access. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. All right, Ty, it's Labor Day weekend in the Canadian Football League. And even though the BC Lions are on by, they made a splash in the CFL on Wednesday. So we'll start here first. Friday Night Football, Red Blacks in Montreal to play the Alouettes. The Alouettes, they have been included in this news (laughs) with the BC Lions. But first, I I guess we should talk about Gary Stern resigning from the CFL Board of Governors, stepping down from the club's day-to-day operations I was nervous and I was looking to see what was really going on here, but so far it really just seems like there's trouble with him. He's a 25% owner and the estate who owns the other 75%. And it's tough for him to make some of the decisions pulling the strings in Montreal.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, it was his father-in-law that owned the team. So you'd like to think it's all family, but you get into business with family and it just it never seems to go well. Like there's mm-hmm. always going to be, there's always issues somewhere. Like a lot of people do make it work. Uh, but like you said, the only thing I could find too was you know he was having trouble dealing with the estate who still owns the team or the majority of the team. Uh, <clears throat> but as far as I can tell, like he's still staying on as minority owner. He's just yes. not going to be, he's not going to be the face of the franchise. Like we've seen him be these this first six months.
0: It is pretty tough, the the fact that we're here again with Montreal. Now, ownership remains in place as far as we understand, but I don't think you can call it a stable situation at all. So, I mean, after the Grey Cup, or the Alouettes going to be looking for another owner to get a solid situation in place? I mean, the discussion in Montreal and uh, from some fans around the league is that they're pinning this on the commissioner, that uh, Eric Lapointe and his local ownership group in Montreal were interested in taking over the team. I saw an interview with him recently, still Loves the Alouettes and wants to take over the Alouettes, or hopefully, you'd think so. Maybe that's a direction that happens here. But I've also seen that this isn't what Gary signed up for. <laughs> he, I don't think he was really expecting to to be on Twitter, to be doing interviews, to being the face of the team. And this, I don't is just think he expected it, was. it,
1: but he kind of just started doing it i don't know if he was asked really but i mean he went full grandpa on twitter like just incoherent <laughs> tweets because like doesn't know what a threat is and stuff like that but i mean <clears throat> what he was doing wasn't bad for the team
0: from our perspective um, yeah i mean danny machocha on... no,
1: you're getting news out there and then you know yeah. keeping them in the discussion
0: Danny Machocha was on radio in Montreal and he was saying that he wasn't the biggest fan of some of these things coming out on Twitter. But from the fan perspective, I I think people loved it. They loved seeing what he was doing and they loved uh, the transparency that was going on there. And there was the big trade. I mean, we, we should mention it, the BC lions acquiring Vernon Adams, Jr., from the Montreal Alouettes. It has been said that Gary Stern was a part of blocking that trade. Um, It was going to be to Edmonton, and Edmonton wasn't a fan.
1: As released by a photo.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and Edmonton wasn't a fan of the price tag. Montreal wanted to get a first-round pick in return. So now with Nathan Rourke down... The the Lions acquire Vernon O'Connor, Adams maybe. Junior. Yeah, O'Connor leaving last game against Saskatchewan. I mean, does this tell you that Rourke is definitely done for the season, or are the Lions just trying to keep that record good the rest of the way?
1: Well, I think with what with what the injury is, and you know, we've seen this happen before where guys rush back. I mean, twenty four, he's recovered better yeah, <clears> yeah. me, than a forty year old quarterback would. Uh, but I mean, if you can. Get a playoff spot and rest him, like throughout his recovery, and not have to try to rush him back, because you get a guy <clears throat> like Vernon Adams Jr. to come in. I mean, yeah, the price tag seems a little steep, but it's something you got to do because you basically got to be in win now mode because work is cheap and and you know salary cap friendly.
0: The entire identity of the Montreal Alouettes has changed over the past, it feels like six weeks. You know, Kahari Ooh. Jones, Vernon Adams Jr. are gone. And, heck, Gary Stern is uh, not going to be front-facing anymore. So now is the team's identity Danny Machocha and Trevor Harris? I. That's what it is. I, I, <laughs> I don't know if it's the smartest decision. You ask Ottawa, you ask Edmonton fans. They've been there, done that with Trevor Harris. And, look.
1: is going to figure it out.
0: And He's going to make it his team. That. He's going to make truly it his do team. That. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a strange time in Montreal. Just when you kind of figured that they were gaining some momentum a little bit, they had over twenty one thousand a couple weeks ago, and now Ottawa's coming to town. Obviously, they're looking to have a. Same crowd or a better crowd and continue this win streak. They're coming off against wins against Hamilton and Winnipeg. If they can make it three in a row, it's been a while since Montreal has been able to do that. So that would be big big for the club. They also... And to me, it looks like they did very well in this trade with Edmonton, trading Avery Ellis to the Elks for defensive lineman Thomas Costigan and defensive back Nafis Lyon. Just a couple of the slight bright spots from the Edmonton team of 2021. But (laughs) it's clear that those weren't Chris Jones guys, and he wanted them gone, and Montreal did pretty well in that trade from my point of view.
1: It just feels like 90% of that roster isn't Chris Jones, guys. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, yes, it's a big trade. You bring in Avery Ellis and stuff, but I mean, this isn't... I I just feel like elk trades aren't news right now. (laughs) Any roster transaction with Edmonton right now, it's just like, oh, yeah, okay. Here's another 10. Right? Like, it's just... This is basically a training camp, and we've said it before. This is a a 21-week training camp for Chris Jones to figure out what he has and what he doesn't and to go out and get it.
0: As for Ottawa, I mean, they're coming off a win in Edmonton. So they put in Nick Arbuckle. I mean, he has a decent game. They win on the road. Ottawa looking to make it two wins in a row, and I guess – that's that's an opportunity. Ottawa fans, they like to get to Montreal and uh, cause a little bit of <laughs> havoc at Percival Molson.
1: No. Yeah, I'm sure downtown too. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the only way Ottawa wins two games in a row is if one of those games isn't at home. Like they, almost, <laughs> exactly. they only get this opportunity on a road trip.
0: Exactly. Uh, they're 0-5 at home, 2-3 and 3 on the road this year. If they win this game... They've, All you got to do
1: is play 500 ball on the road, but you got to be able to take care of business at home. <laughs> like there is a caveat here.
0: They've suddenly got the same amount of wins as Hamilton. And if you would have said that at the beginning of the season, I wouldn't have thought that the win count would be three at Labor Day. Yeah. <laughs> Both teams with. Pretty high expectations. The Tycoons of uh, back-to-back Grey Cup appearances and Ottawa overhauling that entire roster
1: and everybody, you know, jumping on the bandwagon media-wise, saying that this team is going somewhere. They're going to do something. Yeah. Yep. And slow start. Masoli gets injured, and it just all hell breaks loose. Um, <clears throat> what was Paul Apolice's record as a head coach?
0: Ooh, I don't even know if I want to pull that up again. Yeah, it's like twenty-one and forty-seven or something don't like even that. I didn't know it was that high, but yeah. He, but it's three and ten against Montreal. I remember that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like, I think his job is safe this year. Obviously, but going for like going into next year, they can't start zero four. He'll be gone.
0: No, and I mean, does he, he even got to start winning games at home? Like, it's, it's he's going
1: to be fired Monday after Great Cup. Like, right? Like that's kind of what it feels like right now.
0: Yeah, they need need to grab some wins. I mean, they're on the road this week. They have made some changes kind of off the field, signing four part-time scouts. So, I mean, they're making an attempt... To, to get better and make some changes there. As for on the field this week, William Powell's on the six game injured list. So Devontae Williams is a $4,000 option at running back for the Red Blacks, but they've not committed to the run uh, at any point this season. No, a lot of teams
1: have. I mean, no, this is like this turned into a broken record.
0: They haven't had much success there, but <laughs> these teams, you don't know what you're going to get. Like when, when you saw Montreal playing. Uh, Winnipeg, the amount of pressure they were getting on Kolaris was was crazy. And, and mm-hmm. then they come out against Hamilton, and I know they won the game, but there was no pressure on the quarterback there. And as for Ottawa, they were sure limiting what pressure Edmonton was able to, to bring, which wasn't much, and they were slicing and dicing the Elks defense right up the middle of the field
1: which hasn't been that hard this year. Yeah, that's that's
0: that's very true. So, I mean, what Alouette's team are we going to get? The ones that the defensive line is going to be making a lot of noise, but we do know that the Red Plax offensive line does have veterans, yeah. does have CFL experience. So if they're able to play together some more, I think this is going to be a tight, tight game. Well,
1: it's not like one team is vastly better than the other. This isn't, you know, a Winnipeg. Like, Winnipeg and Montreal, those games, that I don't know what the hell Montreal has <laughs> figured out. I know. Right? But it, everybody just figured that Winnipeg would run away with these. They didn't. You get to this game, and it's like, like yeah, I want to watch it. It's Labor Day, and you know, it's a division matchup. It's going to mean something. But then you look at the two, the two teams and just the way that the season's gone, it's like, yeah, which one is going to show up? Because if, if they both don't show up and it just becomes a punting match, then you're going to hear about it on Twitter from all the people saying the CFL sucks. If they both show up, I mean, this could be a 40 to 38 shootout. Like, it, it'd be both, like, you look at Ottawa's offense with Darvin, Jalen, um, Caleb, if they let him use his feet, the running backs, I mean, yeah, and Powell out. They still have Jackson Bennett, like you said. Like th- th- There's no reason that offense can't put up points, and the offensive line is definitely getting better. But Montreal's defense has been good, or at least serviceable, for most of the year. And what they did against Winnipeg, I don't see why they can't do that against Ottawa.
0: I think uh, our friends at the Alouettes flight deck, which... I can't wait to listen to this week with all that's been going on in Montreal. I think, I think they'll agree that Montreal just can't give away a free football uh, field in penalties. Like It seems to be a pretty regular occurrence there. Um, as far as uh, Montreal's injury report, well, they've... Oh, they've got it swapped up on the on the website here. They're uh, this both is, listed as Montreal. Yeah, I see that. For Ottawa your <laughs> Combray Williams is questionable. You said Jackson Bennett is questionable. Baltimore Baltimore's out. RJ Harris is out. But the the one that made the big change last week against Edmonton is Devontae Dedman. Mm-hmm. Um he did only have the one catch on offense, but in the stands I could tell that Edmonton didn't want to kick to him.
1: You can tell it on TV too. Even on, well, I was listening on the radio broadcast on the way back to the office and it, it was evident, it was clear that they were not wanting to kick to him.
0: And even when they got the ball away from him, he was able to pick it off the turf and make some damage on special teams. So he might just be the spark that Ottawa needs going into this game with Montreal. They've got some questionable guys on their roster as well, including Najee Murray. He is questionable. But other than that, Montreal is actually quite healthy going into this one. So I think it's, it's going hard. to be an interesting game Friday night. I you
1: see it when teams change coaches and something like that. You get that dead cap dead cat bounce for a week or two where they play way better. I don't think Gary Stern stepping down is going to have that same effect.
0: Probably not. Probably not. Hey, you got the Labor Day weekend overall records all time. Yes. Um, now Ottawa's had
1: three teams. So which ones do we do? We want to use all of them or just the Red Blacks? Are the Renegades in the Red Blacks, or how do we want to do this? Well,
0: the current Red Blacks do uh, relate to the late 80s Rough Riders and uh, Ottawa Renegades as far as performance goes. So I think just <laughs> – 12 and 12. Oh. Series of <laughs> Okay.
1: But in the last five years, uh, it's 3-2 Montreal. Right.
0: But, hey, that's about as even as you can get in a, in a five-year period too. <laughs> and they've swapped
1: location a lot. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, that's awesome. Winnipeg, Saskatchewan. Wow. And now in the last decade and a half, bless all of the Bomber fans that have made the trip to Regina because they haven't seen very many victories. It's just the way it has gone. But the overall record in this Labor Day weekend matchup, what's it at?
1: 37-19 for Saskatchewan.
0: Wow. Wow, but the Bombers do have not a not
1: a single Labor Day game has been played in Winnipeg,
0: and the Bombers do have a a winning streak over the Riders right now. And I think, and I'm not saying that. Do you mean a, You mean
1: just like in the regular season? Because one, one is not a streak.
0: Oh, I mean for Labor Day games. I mean overall, they oh, okay. beat them in the playoffs. They mm-hmm. beat them. They've really handled Saskatchewan over the last few years. And I'm not comparing Cody Fajardo to Michael Riley. But when, when the Eskimos at the time won the Grey Cup in 2015, I think the big hurdle was beating Calgary, even Chris Jones. The big hurdle was beating Calgary. Mm-hmm. If Saskatchewan is going to be a playoff contender...
1: They have to win one of these games.
0: They need to beat Winnipeg. And they're not going to. And they play him three times in September, Ty.
1: Like I said, like, we looked at that schedule a couple weeks ago, the next eight games. And, like, they're going to be lucky to go two and six. Because Edmonton's going to get better. They had BC three times and Winnipeg three times. Now, with Rourke getting hurt, I mean, that obviously changes the last game that they're going to play against BC. But this stretch has just been hell. And, like, We've seen Cody bin, Jekyll, and Hyde. Which one's going to show up? And, and you know with that Bombers defense, it's not going to be fun.
0: Over the past few weeks, it seems like the Riders have performed better on the road. And, mm-hmm. and I realized they went to BC Place without Nathan Rourke, and the defense played lights out. But from what I saw from that Winnipeg team against Jake Mayer and the, the Stampeders, they're beatable. Hundred percent, and I mean uh, that's what that's what was said earlier this season as mm-hmm. well. When they got by Ottawa, and they they barely beat Toronto on on the missed extra point. Oh. The, the Winnipeg defense it, Mayer was able to play very well against them, and the Bombers really the <laughs> now it is against the Rough Riders' offensive line. They, they've really struggled. With, I wouldn't even put them on my sandwich. They haven't really had that much pressure on the quarterback. And no. I'm, I'm I'm saying that the Rider offensive line, uh, Cody Fajardo, got sacked what seven times against BC. That cannot happen. Yeah, they're
1: Swiss cheese right now.
0: Yeah, against Winnipeg. And I will say that the Rider offense, they. They made some changes in that BC game, and th- they spoke about it, saying that we're trying to build this offense to the quarterback's skill set, which to me seems like a no-brainer. Like, why are we not Isn't doing Isn't that, that what
1: everybody's kind of doing?
0: So there were called runs. They were moving the pocket. that keeps it tough on the defense. Mm-hmm. They're going to need to keep doing that against Winnipeg, and that's –
1: yeah. And line. and so, yeah, you do that against Winnipeg. Are you going to move the pocket and design runs at Willie Jefferson? So can you maybe double team him? Or do you design them away from him and let him chase you down? Because he's getting you either way probably. <laughs>
0: a lose-lose situation. And then if you got, you got
1: Josh and Jeff going on the other side, like I, it's it's a
0: no win. I just think the rider defense, th- their, their championship level. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. they'll keep a team in According games. to some, they're dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, two games, two quarterbacks taken out. <laughs>
1: I'm not even talking about Marino.
0: <laughs> Apparently so,
1: Sankey's a cheap shot artist. I've seen that to too.
0: Me. Yeah, that, that roughing the passer last week, I get it. By the, by the letter of the law, it is a roughing the passer. It is
1: um, 100% the right call.
0: Anybody who yeah. says any different...
1: pretend you know what you're talking about because the rule is the same in the NFL as it is in the CFL you cannot drive the quarterback into the ground with all of your body weight you cannot do that
0: yeah it, but I Sankey's not a dirty player he no. was just playing football it's yeah instinct, and he, instinct. He over,
1: like, and he went yeah he went overboard so it happens yeah I get that but that's why it was flagged he's not gonna he didn't get suspended or anything like that I'm sure if he keeps doing it that. Then it becomes an issue, but no, that's one hundred percent. And people saying, "Oh, that would never be called in the NFL." Clay Matthews has a has a bone pick with you because he got called like five times in one year. <laughs> yeah, <he
0: did. laughs> the the Rider defense is giving up just uh, eighty two point nine yards a game on the ground. Winnipeg has started to get. Brady Olivera rolling a little bit. He's they're starting to gain yards on the ground, but the, and he's um, changed his running style.
1: Yeah, the coaches have noticed that he's not hesitating anymore. He's just going.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's it. The the Bomber offense sometimes they're not the the flashiest offense, but. What's so dangerous about Kolaris is that he can escape pressure. He can Mm. extend plays. And so many times they get stuck in second and long and just a dagger of a throw. Kolaris extends that drive and that will take the sales out of any defense. What does Dalton
1: shown have nine touchdowns or eight? I think only one of those have come without Kolaris scrambling or something stupid like that. Like he's just a guy you always find. It's
0: wild. And, and that's the success we've seen in Winnipeg now. I know mm-hmm. they brought in the free agent receiver in uh, Greg Ellingson, who's now on the six-game injured list, and Greg McRae came in last week. But and Ellingson's
1: going to fit into anybody's offense. You yeah. find a spot.
0: But the Bombers have been able to have this pipeline of sort of inexpensive receivers mm-hmm. that have been able to keep their other core paid, happy and together with yeah. Mike O'Shea. And when you bring in these cheaper receivers that are able to contribute right off the bat, you get the bombers that are just continually successful. And
1: <laughs> it's like the it big names. Can... Like you see, you see in the NHL. Yeah. Like when Chicago was winning their cups, you paid your big five, six players. Then you have to bank on guys making a million dollars or less or $2 million and less. Uh, contributing to to, whether it's penalty kill, power play, scoring goals, anything. It's the same thing in, the, in football. Hey, Willie Jefferson, Jackson, Jeff Coates, Zach Claros your offensive line, Adam Big Hill. And then you got to be able to plug guys in who are going to contribute at a cheaper price. And, yeah, they'll leave, and they'll go get paid somewhere else. But that, that's that's how you got to win.
0: I'm looking at the weather in Regina. Sunny and 29 on Sunday. If the Rider defense it's too hot, cannot it is too hot. I don't like that kind of stuff. If the Rider defense is on the field as often as they have been, in just like in other games, just like they were against yeah. BC a few weeks ago, they're going to need some Pedialyte. They're going to get beat up yep. against Winnipeg, and without a doubt this game is going to be a few years ago when we went to Labor Day at New Mosaic and it ended on a, uh, a Lother field goal. I mean, and we're crushing chicken wings in the suite. Or at least was. <laughs> I was. I, I don't see this being a high-flying, you know, 35-32 game. Kind of like no, a I, 19 I just I feel like it's going to be
1: like last year. Where, where Winnipeg is just going to find a way to kind of pull away. I just don't. The, the Riders have just played so much better on the road. They come home and it just seems like they're a totally different team. Some nights. I just see. I just see the defense wreaking havoc on Figardo in that offensive line. I just don't see it. I just don't see it working.
0: The Riders are middle of the pack when it comes to time of possession. Um, they have the most two and outs in the league. It's sixty one. Uh, they've also. I hope f- they only get eight this game. <laughs> they've also forced the most two and outs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I have to do math on the fly. <laughs> uh, they've also forced the most two and outs with sixty, tied with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. So
1: I was so excited when I heard this. <laughs> Let her know.
0: <laughs> the Riders may be seeing some enforcements in the receiving core. Kyron Moore returned it last week. Shaq Evans is practicing in full and may be back this week. It looks like Duke Williams is still going to remain out, but they've also brought back Braden Lennius. For $2,500, um,
1: you'll be on your roster.
0: Canadian receiver. Uh, back from the NFL after getting let go from the Atlanta Falcons. From what I see, um, kind of a backloaded contract. He's going to be cheap, and then more of his cap hit will hit uh, the Ryder books next season.
1: Well, it'll, and it'll also be pro rated this year, too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Can he gain 120 pounds and play the offensive line? I don't think so.
1: Anybody can gain 120 pounds.
0: <laughs> Give me six months. <laughs> yeah,
1: you won't see me for a long time. But I'm going to keep Wonder King open. Put that owner through. Co- I'm going to put that owner's kids through college.
0: Uh, as for the bombers, uh, we we've seen injury reports, but you can't really take them all that seriously because um, O'Shea gives us players. Time off. That's why they like playing for him. Yep. <laughs> we play the game to play the games, not practice. Um, talking about practice, <laughs> but Patrick Newfeld, Janarian Grant have not practiced yet this week, so it'll be it'll be big watching them. Janarian Grant has been a pretty big contributor on special teams this year, so this will be another fun Labor Day matchup. Labor Day weekend matchup in Regina between the Bombers and the Riders. Hey, the Riders can get right back into it, but can they string together two good games in a row?
1: Against Winnipeg. Yeah, against Wait. Winnipeg. Oh, dude, they didn't get one.
0: The Bombers, undefeated against the West this year, 6-0 on the road. <laughs> We go to Labor Day Monday where the Ticats are home to the Toronto Argonauts. And, man, you want to talk about Hamilton. We'll, we'll start with some good news. Off the field, Simone Lawrence uh, unveiling the, the new era collection. And I think this is stuff we can see more with the CFL. I, I wonder why teams don't sell. You see it in hockey. A, a jersey's a big investment. But... Why can't you buy a $25 or $30 t-shirt with the player's name and number on the back? And uh, I think I it's... I had a few of them. Yeah. Like not CFL ones, but... Yeah. It sells more merch and it gets players known and... You want to you
1: buy your kid a t-shirt yeah. for 20 bucks or a jersey because you can't get... You can't get... Like if you go to the order store at Rogers,
0: <clears throat>
1: like they used to have like the Authentics yeah. Then they had replicas. They don't make the replicas anymore.
0: Just authentic.
1: So you're paying full ticket with the tie down. Wow. And all that stuff. Then you want to get a Crescent with a player on it that gets traded two weeks later?
0: Yeah, I know. You're,
1: you're out 400 bucks. Yeah. Buy the kid the T-shirt. Who cares? He's so, going to grow out yeah. of it.
0: Exactly. I, I'd like to see that more in the CFL. And this is pretty cool. Simone teaming up with New Era and unveiling that. Uh, collection, but uh, <laughs> the Cats are three and eight. And with what happened in Toronto last week, oh boy. Look, the all time record for Hamilton on Labor Day is pretty 36, incredible.
1: 36 13 and one. It's, it's the most. They're on a seven game win streak, too.
0: <laughs> I think that's in danger.
1: You think it's in danger? I think it's already over.
0: <laughs> when like Christmas might
1: as well come on Labor Day, yeah, for the Argos, because they're getting get a gifted a win here.
0: Oh. The Argos are five and five, first in the East, and they're coming up that win <laughs> last week against the Ty Cats. Matt Schiltz, <laughs> What a mess. He's hurt. He's out four to six weeks with a wrist injury. Dane Evans comes in three interceptions, 19 of 30 for 244 yards. It's called day zero of practice because it's a Monday game, but Jamie Newman was taking first team reps for the Ticats. This is not a successful recipe for a Labor Day win for the Ticats. Nothing Hamilton's
1: done this year looks successful, does it?
0: Uh, do do they need to blow this thing up?
1: I think if Dane is healthy, or when Dane is healthy, you kind of got to try to run it back. But I don't know how long that like, he comes back at 90% and gets hurt again. And I don't think you have an option. I think it's time, but
0: man, it's a shoulder injury for him. That's what they're calling it.
1: And who knows, right? Like, that and, could take forever.
0: And they do have quite a bit of veterans on that team, on that defense. They look Chris. at that
1: defensive line. Yeah. With those three big names. They got Simone Lawrence. Dundee and Delicate is not cheap in the secondary. Deontay like, Evans, I mean. They're, they're paying they're, they're paying a boatload of money, and they're three and eight. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, Grant. sure. Two straight trips to the Grey Cup. And you lose, whatever. You still made it there. You got a chance. This last game went to overtime. At some point, the fairy tale's over. Yep. Can't, every, Detroit, 27, 24 straight years in playoffs, that came to an end. It went into a rebuild. Now, rebuilds in football usually aren't going to take four or five years. They can, But, I mean, yeah, it might be two years of absolute garbage in Hamilton so they can figure it out. I don't, I don't know if you pull the plug right now because you're in a playoff spot, but
0: Oh <sighs> they, they they had Don Jackson going last game. I mean that was a positive for the offense. Most of it was in the passing game though. Mm-hmm. Um making a lot of catches, but at least they're getting him the ball. That that's a positive, but that's where the team is really disappointed this year. Um <laughs> they, they they need some, I guess some new bodies on offense. I mean, losing Braylon Addison, that sucks. But uh, Dunbar, Tim White, Poppy White, I I think they're great offensive talents, but it's just not working. And, I mean, a Labor Day loss in Hamilton, that will have that city, and I know you're smiling, not happy one bit. Timbits flying from the stands. If you're
1: throwing Timbits, you need to rethink your life because – they are, they can't be thrown. They're too <laughs> delicious. You can throw the, you can throw like the ones with the fruit filling. Like nobody needs that garbage. But who you know what?
0: Them? I've never thrown a timbit. I have, but I feel like they would fly pretty good. Not <laughs> the ball.
1: I threw it like I guess you could say to somebody, but I, the way I threw it, it was at them.
0: <laughs> so they fly pretty good. Um I don't know if they would make it from the upper deck to the sideline but it could be quite the th- I feel like we it could would be them. on trial for inciting a riot here. <laughs> It'd be huge. <laughs> As for the Argos, Winton McManus named a CFL top performer in August, 33 tackles, a forced fumble and three special teams tackles. McManus has 69 tackles on the season. Nice. So <laughs> I, I think the Argos have a great opportunity to get some consistency going here themselves where, you know, at times it hasn't been there with McLeod Bethel Thompson and the offense. But last week, you would have liked to have seen a better completion percentage. It was just under 60, but three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Brandon Banks had 67 yards. The the newcomer to the roster, DeMonte Coxie, with some great catches. And Marquise Ambles, DeVaris Daniels, each getting a touchdown. And same with Curly Gittens Jr. So I think Ambles is starting to get more involved in the offense Daniels is starting to come into his own, and
1: early Ginn's Jr. is kind of having a breakout season.
0: He is, and I think they can run the ball with AJ Olette yep. and uh, Javon Leak. I know Andrew Harris isn't there anymore, but but the Argos have a real opportunity here, and I'm really tempted. I, I think what I have the Rider defense in my fantasy lineup. I think I'm going to – be you idiot. I think I'm going to want to switch it to to Toronto. Uh, I don't even they, want to tell you who I have now. <laughs> With what they did last week uh, to Hamilton, uh, look, doing it at Tim Hortons Field is a whole other challenge, and every game that these teams have played this year, the home team has won. <laughs> History says it's Hamilton's game, but recent history says it's Toronto's game.
1: You're going to bet on Jamie Newman?
0: I can't do it. I can't. No. No. (laughs) I wonder if Hamilton called Machocha trying to get VA. I'm
1: trying not to smile at the thought of Hamilton losing. I can't do it. (laughs)
0: Brazilian tie, the number one mustache in Hamilton, <laughs> Ontario. The Calgary Stampeders, home to the Edmonton Elks. <laughs> the Elks this is, coming this off. This is the
1: best Labor Day rivalry.
0: Battle of Alberta, flying yeah. helmets. Yep. The Stamps, oh, whenever I go to Calgary and they come out in black, I'm like, that's ah, over. Yeah. It yeah. is over. And they've unveiled these new slick, I think, uh, black uniforms. They are Uh, unreal. I saw that uh, Ryan Ballantyne of Horseman Radio, hey, the Stamps have been wearing black on Labor Day since 1993. But what is the overall record in this Labor Day match?
1: Uh, Edmonton leads 30, 29, and 1. Oh, wow. But since 1993, 17. <laughs> 17 and 9 Calgary is in the blacks. Wow,
0: uh, that's a pretty good record. And
1: in- Ed- Edmonton won last year, but Calgary was on an eight game Labor Day winning streak. Okay, prior to that.
0: that's well, the Edmonton franchises of years past have been dominant,
1: ballooned those stats a
0: little bit everywhere. So that's why the Stamps, well, they trail this uh, Labor Day series. But the Elks, oh, what an opportunity to win at home finally. And that performance?
1: Cornelius had over 20 points fantasy-wise.
0: He was, he was, he's becoming my new fantasy darling. I don't think I'll be able to pick him this week. But the fact that there were dropped balls. I mean, the defense wasn't getting possession or yeah. pressure. They, they were getting sliced and diced up the middle. I I see Jake Mayer tearing them apart.
1: Yeah. And, and we saw him last year start off with three straight 300-yard games.
0: And he was four yards short last week against yeah. Winnipeg. I, I just don't see how he doesn't hit that against this defense right now.
1: Now, I uh, – Throw in the black jerseys and, I mean, yeah, it's, it stamps by a, by a million.
0: I know it's only four games, and it sounds absolutely ridiculous, and I, I like to be uh, – <laughs> Rational? You're yeah. usually
1: the rational one. You when don't it, want to cut an entire defensive line <laughs> when they go outside.
0: <laughs> when it comes to evaluating quarterbacks, but, like, is Jake Mayer the guy? So, like, you either pay for forward. Sit,
1: Yeah, you pay Bo to sit or you pay Bo to play. Either way, you have to pay him. So just put in the guy that gives you the best opportunity to win a football game right now, that's Jake Mayer.
0: But is is, is Jake Mayer the franchise guy in Calgary for the next seven to ten years? Like, I know it's four games. It sounds stupid. Tiny
1: tiny sample size, but if you want to run with it, like, I mean, you play him out this year and see what you got. Mm -hmm. And then if, if he craps the bed, you still have Bo to come in. And if, if Bo, if Bo is the leader that everybody says he is, he'll be, he'll be fine. He'll be fine to come back in. He's not going to be like, well, why, why would I come back in if like, you guys picked him over me anyway? He's not going to be, that's not, oh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's going to understand that. Yeah. He's not playing well. And that's why he lost the job, but he'll, he'll be ready to go if they need him. But yeah, if I, if I'm Dickinson right now, I'm running with mayor the rest of the way, unless something happens.
0: And I, I know that, uh, and, and I said, Winnipeg's defense—they're not quite on the level that they were last year. Um, but Mayer looked very good against them, and with a long week, and and that was what with what one practice going yeah, like that. on the road against Winnipeg on a short week, and now yeah. you got all this preparation time home to Edmonton. I think this is lined up to be a very nice they, game for me. You're Merrill. playing the Little Giants. <laughs> the Stamps are pulling some pretty big impact players off the sixth game, too. Julian Good-Jones on the offensive line, mm-hmm. Brandon Dozier in the secondary, and Jameer Thurman.
1: Like, Stamps by two million. like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you want to point to the last couple games these teams played. Now Calgary smashed Edmonton in Edmonton. Um Edmonton was in it in the game in Calgary in June, but Malik Henry over two games against the Elks, twelve catches, three hundred and twenty three yards, two touchdowns <laughs> in averaging two. Games. 28, averaging twenty
1: eight point one five points a night.
0: He looks like now the number one guy in the Stampeder offense.
1: Yep. and, and that he's not super expensive. Like you are going to have to make concessions somewhere else. Yep. He's not. He's not ten and
0: eleven thousand. You yep.
1: have. If you're going to go, if you're going to put Mayer in your lineup, you've got to have Malik Henry in there too.
0: Malik at Henry against Winnipeg last week: seven catches on ten targets, 122 yards, and three touchdowns. He is moving up the fantasy receiver board this year. Um, he might be the must-pick receiver. Uh, he's probably going to be, if he keeps this up, obviously he's going to be $10,000 soon. But uh, this this week he's still just over $8,000. What were his fantasy points against Edmonton in two games?
1: Uh, 27 and 29.3, or no, 27.6. <laughs> So he had a point six for punt returns and twenty nine point three.
0: And do you have the fantasy totals for last week's game against Winnipeg? Like that was a monstrous effort from Malik Henry, and obviously Pretty he's big word. He he's got uh, chemistry with Jake Mayer and he's missed time this year. But y- you think going into the year that uh, Reggie Bagleton, Kamar Jordan are the guys in Calgary, but Malik Henry's a beast. Whoa, that's a big, big game. (laughs) As for Edmonton, some rough news as their MVP of the season, Kenny Lawler. He's going to miss some time with an ankle injury. Uh, last week against Ottawa, the guy made some – he made three circus catches. What was the shortest catch, 45 yards or something, something like, like that? that? yeah. But stretching out there, laying out there, making the big catch, and he's now going to miss some time, and that is rough for that Elks well, offense. The, the, lone,
1: the lone bright spot, really. Uh, Taylor Cornelius has played well. I mean, he had a pretty decent game for a couple games, but – when you're paying a guy $300,000 kind of, you know, the guy that everybody expected to do what he's done. Yeah. And you're still losing football games, but at least it was kind of like, well, at least we get to see Lawler. So that that's a huge blow. Like I just, if, if you're the Elks at this point, if you're a player on that roster, I know that they're not giving up. They're still playing for pride. Obviously they're playing for jobs. You know, they might not be resigning there, but. Teams are going to be watching film. They're still going to play. They just, they're not good enough right now. They're not. And I, I just, it's a training camp team right now. It's just so much turnover week to week, game to game that nothing is consistent. Nothing. It, there's no cohesion. It's just a dumpster fire right now, and which the, is, in, I kind of think everybody expected that this year though, too. Like I, Chris Jones isn't getting fired come December. Yeah.
0: And the injuries have hit him hard. Yeah. Um, Manny Arsenault not playing now. Kenny Lawler not playing. Aaron Grimes hasn't played. James well, Wilder loss. James Wilder Jr. is out. Mm-hmm. Like their offensive line is hurt. I mean, it's just been a rough go between the turnover. Who turn- retired
1: off the offensive line? That was a big one too.
0: Matt O'Donnell. Yeah. At in February.
1: Yeah, like I mean, that that's those are big shoes, literally. Yeah. To fill on that offensive line.
0: So it's a rough situation. I think Edmonton going into McMahon Stadium and then the, mm-hmm. the Labor Day rematch next week, I think it's kind of been up and down for Calgary this year. But, I mean, you look at the teams they lost to and they were right in it with Winnipeg. Um, and the, the the game in Winnipeg uh, in July when the, the ball bounces off Kamar Jordan when they probably would have won. I mean,
1: <laughs> Yeah, that was ridiculous.
0: Calgary's right there. They yeah. are right there. And I, I think... Do I have it's to gonna, make another Arkells reference to say they're knocking at the door? Yeah. Hey, might as well. It's going to Go be... Go uh, I, I don't like guaranteeing. I'll pull a Gary Stern for old time's sake, but... No, it's, it's stamps are a lock. It's going to be a Labor Day beatdown. Yeah, stamps
1: are a lock. It's not even close. Yeah.
0: So if you're an Elks fan, go for the tailgate, enjoy a big giant turkey leg, and get some mini donuts. Yeah, make the best of it. Yeah, just, I don't
1: know. <laughs> Bring a phone and watch the Jays game on it. <laughs>
0: well, I, I can't remember my uh, my old buddy Neely from Winnipeg. His uh, when when they win they drink, when they lose they drink. So yeah. that, win or lose, we hit the booze. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That maybe that will be the uh, motto. That's yeah, that's fair for the Edmonton Elks. Uh CFL podcast fantasy league Brazilian ties against the X's and Argos podcast. Man, Ben does great work with that show. A lot smarter than I could ever dream to be when it comes to football. Uh, and I've got Joe Pritchard from Rouge White and Blue. Uh, it hasn't gone well for us the this head. year. Yeah. We haven't done well, I no. will be completely honest. Um, but this week, uh, Jake This Mayer, week will be a good week. Hopefully. Jake Mayer, Kadeem Carey, Frankie Hickson. I'm putting Kamar Jordan in there simply because of his price. Um, he can't keep playing like this all year. Uh, Poppy White, Don Jackson. I mean, if he c- continues to get that many targets in the Cats offense, yeah. he'll do something. And I got the Ryder defense, but I might just uh, change my Ticats and put the Argos down there and yeah. adjust this lineup. What's yours looking like?
1: Uh, I went Jake Mayer, uh, Peyton Logan, uh, just price point-wise. I mean, I had to get two, I wouldn't say relatively cheap, but I mean, it couldn't go like any more expensive than that, really. Uh, Frankie Hickson, Malik Henry, obviously. Uh, swerve put Kyron Moore in there. Chondre Smith has been contributing. Yeah, for twenty for twenty five hundred bucks, I can get five to ten points out of him, whatever. Uh, and the oh, that's
0: defense. Whoa! Ottawa's was not very good. Nick Arbuckle, <laughs> mop, watch out! <laughs> <laughs> it's stuff like this that makes being on YouTube the best. <laughs> Al's riders, Argo stamps, lock it in. Who do you got?
1: Al's bombers, Argo stamps. All right. With
0: I'm probably going to
1: parlay all four of those games together, like. An <laughs> <evening>. <laughs> Do
0: it! Our with Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify. We'll do it right now. The voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters in this episode. The Edmonton Community Foundation helping us give a Pod Power shout out to Your Forest, a podcast about the natural world. Hear stories about the environment, renewable resources, conservation forestry hunting fishing and more this is a podcast for those who cannot live without the joys and wonders of all wild things find your forest wherever you get your podcasts or at yourforestpodcast.com that's yourforestpodcast.com i'm travis cura here with brazilian thai enjoy labor day weekend stay cool judging by the weather i am glad i've got air conditioning man
1: Yes, sir. Um five parlay my teams, it's plus four fifty seven.
0: Not the biggest payout.
1: Toronto's a plus one hundred dog, so I don't know. We'll see.
0: They're a dog? Yeah. That might be worth jumping on. <laughs> Double <put> your money. <laughs> that might be worth a bet going into Labor Day weekend.
1: All in. Four million.
0: Four million bucks. Free mortgage oh, cas- the condo. Casino Royale. If you got a condo in uh, New York City, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 80 square foot studio. <laughs> you can rate, review, and subscribe to 2 and Out on your favorite podcatcher and YouTube. We will talk to you next week after the Labor Day games. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.